Welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast, where we believe that no matter what you've gone through in life, God is inviting you to partner with Him to take back your story. On this podcast, we have inspiring conversations with people who are doing just that. And now, your hosts, Davey Blackburn and Aubrey Sampson. Hello, welcome to the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. I'm Davey. And I'm Aubrey. And I am personally very thrilled about today's episode because yeah. this is a very good friend of mine that you got to have a conversation with, Davey, and That's that right. is Kelly Olson. That's right. Uh, Kelly's the founding board member of a ministry called the Baton Pass, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But I've spoken at several of the Baton Pass events. Mm -hmm. Kelly and I used to go to church together. And I have seen her really blossom uh, from, I mean, honestly, from her pain into her purpose. And it is, her story is powerful, uh, tender, very raw, very real. But the Holy Spirit just shines through her. And she, the Baton Pass is this Christ-centered organization that exists to empower women to overcome through the sharing of their testimonies. It's so revelation, right? Yes, it is. The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. And um, anyway, I'm I'm just really, really thrilled about today's episode. Well, she's a remarkable woman. And I love the fact that it, there is like a community that has formed it before, before and this is, let me see if I can explain this way. Before I got to know you guys, you guys, there was this community that was there, this connectivity, right? Between yes. you and Kelly and Amy and right. And, yes. um, and then you introduced me to Kelly, Kelly and I get on the uh, a call and she's talking to me about her ministry. And then she introduces yep. me to a couple of folks who lead our domestic violence community group. And mm. they're doing remarkable stuff, right? Because that's her heartbeat. And then, yep. you know, they're working through some stuff with the pain to purpose course in our ministry. And then you introduce us to, to Amy and like all these different cool things. And awesome. Amy knows Kelly. And, but then Kelly also introduced us to our printer that printed all of our pain to purpose <gasps> course, participant guidebooks, facilitator guidebooks, and the 42 day devotional. Come on. That is so, so cool. it's just very cool. It's like maybe we should move to Chicago because all you guys are up in Chicago. You should move to Chicago. That's from the Holy Spirit. I hear that. Move no, to Chicago, Davy. Yeah. It is. Uh, I mean, you guys. It's what she's doing is incredible. Yeah. I'm excited for incredible. you guys as as listeners to hear her story and the impetus behind the ministry that she leads. If this ministers to you, please rate and review this episode, this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And um, we'd love to hear your stories. And you're going to hear a lot about how to share your story and the power of a testimony through Kelly's testimony. We're going to stick around afterwards, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that very concept. So make sure you stick around and listen to our conversation after the conversation I have with Kelly. And let's go ahead and take a listen to Davey's conversation with Kelly Olson. Kelly, it's so great to have you joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much, Davey. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm really excited about this because we have these uh, several different connecting points. I know you and I spoke, uh, I guess it was a a little over a year ago, maybe more, um, that we began to chat and have some conversations. But we know so many different people that have connected us, and we've been connected through these different people, through through Aubrey, our co-host, through Amy, our uh, new executive assistant. And uh, it's just so great to be able to actually talk with you and share your story, because I know it's a powerful Mm -hmm. one, and I know it's going to be moving for so many people. So just this is an honor to have you on. 
Thank you so much. Two of my favorite people are working alongside of you, Aubrey and Amy. So, uh, yeah, I just love what you're doing and what you and Christy have established. So, well, I love what you're doing. The moment that we got on a Zoom call and we started chatting about the baton pass and what the Lord's done in your life, I have been so encouraged by it. And um, and then you've even helped us as we've you know gotten some stuff off the ground with the community groups and working with um, women who are victims of domestic violence. And, and so, man, it's just, it's just been awesome. I would love for our listeners to hear from you uh, where you live, what your family is like right now. Just kind of give us a present-day context for Kelly Olson, and then we're going to dive back in and talk about your story. Excellent. Well, uh, I am in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, and I have been married for 16 years uh, to the love of my life, Nate Olson. And we have two beautiful baby girls. Uh, one is seven. I guess they're not babies anymore. And she's <laughs> loving second grade. And uh, the my second daughter is four. And her full name is Eleonora, but uh, we call her Nora for short. Mm. And she will tell you that her name is Chuck Nora. Uh, <laughs> she literally is like diving off of tables and uh, just looking for adventure at every moment. So she keeps us on our toes and we have a lot of fun. Uh, I love adventuring with my family uh, all That's over the country awesome. and uh, getting to make memories. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that the Chuck Norris reference doesn't die at all through generations, <laughs> right? It just, everybody knows. About I don't think Chuck. she even knows who she he is. She probably has no idea. Like everybody calls her <laughs> that and she knows it means that she's tough and right. relentless. And so. she can take a duct yeah. tape and a paper clip and make a bomb out of it and everything will be fine. Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's such a cool thing to, to kind of watch your family and know your family from a distance. Um, and, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I know that you've walked through a tremendous amount of pain yourself. Um, you know, it seems like you guys are in a really sweet season right now. And we'll talk about mm -hmm. in a second, the, 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 the purpose that God brought from your pain and, and this organization mm -hmm. that you're, that you're leading right now all over the country. But I'd love for you to start, just kind of dive back where you would deem the beginning of your story taking this turn and going awry, and uh, just talk to us about what happened. Yeah, thank you. So I had the opportunity uh, to grow up in a great home and to be able to know of God. Uh, I grew up in a home where we went to church, uh, but he was kind of a distant God, one like a genie in a bottle kind of God when... Mm -hmm. I was in a shootout for soccer. That's when I would shoot up a prayer and be like, Lord, help me make this shot. Or if somebody was sick, like, okay, Lord, they need your help. Uh, and I am very grateful for the opportunity to have gone to church for Easter and for Christmas and to know that Jesus died for my sins. But it was kind of like a, well, that's like my hall pass at the end of my life into heaven. Like he erased my sins. And I didn't really have a relationship beyond that. Uh, until uh, my senior year of high school, I attended a church service. Uh, my boyfriend at the time invited me to hear 
their Thanksgiving service. And in it, there was an opportunity for people to stand up and share about what God had done in their lives in the past year. And I heard from the highs and lows, people walking with the Lord and um, people having a real relationship with Him and God interacting in their lives. And in that moment, I gave my life to, to the Lord and I um, asked Jesus, yeah, just to um, be real like that to me. And uh, I think that sometimes before uh, we even have an opportunity to experience God's goodness, the enemy kind of uh, yeah. hijacks that yeah. plan. And uh, unfortunately, uh, later that year, I was on spring break in Cancun. And I had been a good girl on the surface, but underneath, like... Um, yeah, I had made my own fair share of poor decisions. And because, uh, yeah, I that just became rhythm in my life, I quickly found myself partying and that type of thing. And of course, in Cancun on spring break, that's what you're going to do. And while in spring break, uh, we went out with a group of friends. And actually, the only reason my mom let me go out with this group of friends um, to downtown Cancun was one of my friends that was going to be down there uh, was my protector from like 12, 13 years old on. Uh, he just was my bodyguard and had my back. And uh, I was very, yeah, just grateful that he had always been that person. And so it was the second or third night that we were in Cancun. And uh, I don't remember all the details. And it's always hard for me to share um, some of the specifics. Uh, but I know that it's worth it because I know that other women have gone through yeah. something similar and haven't talked about it. And that's where the enemy wants to keep us is in isolation. Yeah. So we had had plenty of drinks and at the I don't know what time it was even, but um, late in the night, my buddy said to the rest of our friends, I am, um, Kelly and I are going to head back to the resort. And it wasn't the resort I was staying at. It was the resort that him and his friends were staying at. And uh, it all gets kind of blurry, but uh, I remember very vividly um, being back at the hotel room and um, asking him to stop and things going way further than I ever anticipated or ever wanted them to go and um, physically hurting as well as emotionally and just asking him to stop. And um, that, by God's grace, I was able to to get out of that situation. But more than anything, I remember the afterwards I remember that there was a king-size bed and a rollaway bed at the resort. And I can see myself. I can see that girl laying in a ball under the comforters and just, like, crying out to God, like, what just happened and why? And uh, in that moment, I felt so devalued, so dehumanized, so yeah. objectified, uh, and this person that I thought was my protector was clearly not. And uh, from that moment on, I just kind of brushed it under the rug. And I was like, that was just a crazy night. I'm just not even going to 
like bring it up again and just move on. But unfortunately, your body remembers trauma sometimes yeah. more than your mind will or you will allow your mind to. Yeah. And uh, when I got back home, I was dealing with blackouts and flashbacks. Mm. And my sweet and very gentle boyfriend uh, at the time, even like just trying to cuddle me, I would pass out, like blackout. Mm. And... Yeah, it was awful. And it was a place of quiet desperation because wow. I didn't know what, I, I didn't know if things could ever change. I didn't know if this would be the rest of my story. Yeah. And so in going to college and whatnot, I tried like um, just uh, seeking counseling. I went to a college where your tuition paid for uh, counseling as well. So I was oh, wow. seeing a counselor and I was grateful for that, but she didn't know the redeeming love of Jesus. Therefore she couldn't yeah. share with me that. And she was teaching me coping mechanisms, but I don't believe now that coping is coping mechanisms are supposed to be a forever thing. Yeah. I think they're supposed to get you through a season, but God ultimately wants to redeem and restore those places that are broken. Yeah. And this woman um, was doing her best with the tools she had, but unfortunately I wasn't getting to a place of restoration. I was actually like going backwards through this counseling because every Wednesday I would go and Thursday I would be like in the pits of despair all over again. Right. And so uh, God heard my cries though, and I am so grateful for the fact that even when we can't articulate the pain and the the desire for deliverance, God hears our cries. Yeah. And uh, by the grace of God and his goodness, he had aligned a divine appointment for me mm. at the uh, church that was right next to my sorority house, my sophomore year of college. And oh. so I had started going there, literally rolled out of bed and would go and sit in the back pew uh, there was really no excuse for not going to church when you share a parking lot with the church. Uh, so I had the opportunity, though, one Sunday morning, I just thought it was going to be like any other Sunday, go hear a sermon and be encouraged and get to praise and worship. Um, but this was a completely different Sunday morning. And when I got to my back pew, there was a woman up front, mm. and uh, the pastor had introduced her, and she was sharing her story of a very similar traumatic event um, of uh, sexual assault as well. Wow. And uh, because uh, I knew the pain, like I just felt so connected to her immediately, but her story was full of redemption and full of God's light and yeah. the darkness had been cast away. And she was a few years older than me and married. And like, it's almost like God knew that that's what I needed because at that point in my life, I literally was praying that my boyfriend would never propose because I didn't know if I could have an intimate relationship ever again. Right, right. And my uh, heart just sank as she started to tell her story. I absolutely, um, yeah, just knew that this was God like telling yeah. me. And I am just one of those people that believes at the core of my being that if God can do something for someone else, God can do it for me too. Right. And seeing that 
I was in that place of quiet desperation and hopelessness, but seeing her share her story and and not just her her words, but her body and everything, she just exuded God's love and redemption. Yeah. And uh, when she was done sharing her story, I bolted to the front mm-hmm. of the church, I, like almost like she was going to disappear or something. I just didn't want to miss my opportunity to connect with her. And this was. I don't know, back in 2004, 2005. So there weren't like Starbucks on every corner. Yeah. So I just said to her, hey, can we get together? Uh, and can we sit down for a milkshake or a smoothie or something? Mm-hmm. And so we set a date up at a diner and we sat down for milkshakes. And in sitting across from her, not only was she able to share more details of her story and more details of her redemption, but she was able to give me tools mm. and uh, share with me for the first time. I was such a new, uh, I was new in my faith and a uh, new follower of Christ that I didn't understand that God's word was a living word and that it could truly transform me from the inside out. Yeah. And she showed me uh, what it would look like to take some key verses and to use them as battle weapons mm. when those thoughts came into my head, when the blackouts were about to onset and I could just cling to God's truth and God's word. And in doing so, I, I experienced victory. I experienced, wow. um, yeah, just healing. And it, it happened over time. It wasn't like a instant thing, but uh, God has been so good and just, um, yeah, restoring me fully and completely and uh, because of that woman's faithfulness, and Davey, I, you can edit this out or you can leave it in, mm. uh, but I was sh- talking with my husband, Nate, last night. I am 37 years old. We had this conversation when I was 19 years old. Mm. I did not know the impact of this story, and I did not know the impact of that one milkshake at the time. I just was going through the motions of what God was telling me to do next. But somewhere between 19 and about 25, I forgot this woman's name. Mm. And so I've always wanted to like look her up and tell her thank you. But last night in preparing for today and talking through my mm. story with Nate, he gave me her name again. Her name is Lindsay. Wow. Wow. And yeah, just to have a name to say like, thank you. Like even when I get to heaven to like see her face and say, thank you, Lindsay. Thank yeah. you for your faithfulness and sharing your story. Because of that, I was able to marry the love of my life and have children with him and have a beautiful redemptive marriage. Wow. Thank you. So, um, yeah, that was just an exciting breakthrough last night. Wow. Uh, so, uh, God is continuing to work, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, where my desire to, empower others to share their stories in safe places yeah. where their stories can be heard so that God's glory can be revealed. That's where that all stemmed from. Wow. Kelly, man, I feel like I need to take a breath, you know, right now, just to pause and absorb everything that you were just sharing. I mean, first of all, if I can just express, I'm so sorry for what you walked through. Um, you know, that's one of virtually every every woman's one of their worst nightmares is to be in a situation like that where they feel completely powerless to be able to, um, 
to, to, to stand up and do something about it. And, and, and they become very, uh, completely victimized. And I, and I'm so sorry that, that that's part of your story. Um, and, and I'm, I'm so encouraged by this, this girl that you had this milkshake with Lindsay for several reasons. Um, I just got chills when you were telling me that, <laughs> that you didn't remember her name, that somewhere along the line, you had forgotten her name. And I'll tell you why that I think that it's so, um, that's so, it's so fascinating to me because I think often we, we, uh, underestimate the power of the, the ripple effect of the impact of our own story. And, um, and then sometimes we overestimate it. And, and here's what I mean by that. Mm. Um, we overestimate it in the sense that we live in a, in a society that's continually telling us to build a platform and make a name mm-hmm. and make a brand mm-hmm. for ourselves. And so we spend a lot mm. of time, at least the way culture tries to push us toward trying to get people to follow us or follow our name or, you know, cre- even if it's with altruistic motives, follow a ministry so that you can have more of an impact, whatever it is, you didn't remember this girl's name, but the impact yeah. that she had in your life yes. had such a long standing ripple effect in your own life. And then extending to other people outside of you that, you know, really what was put on display there was the name of Jesus and the life transforming power that Jesus mm-hmm. did and, and worked through this woman's life. And, um, and, and I think it's such a sweet thing then that God last night gives you her name as this kind of like afterthought that's like, oh yeah, you know, really, uh, we, God puts in all of our stories, these guides that ultimately point us to him and give us the tools that we're going to need for the journey. And, you know, I, I believe wholeheartedly that's, that makes for the best stories. You know, if you, if you, uh, research, um, you know, narrative, and, and, and the way stories are written, I think that's exactly how God writes each one of our stories as well, that he puts guides, divine mm-hmm. appointments in our pathway, that as we're leaning in, as we're just following him, leading us by the hand through mm-hmm. the healing journey, that we're going to encounter somebody who has gone through what we've gone through or can speak life and hope into us in those moments. And that person is not, ultimately, that person doesn't have as much consequence in our life as much as the Holy Spirit working through that person. So I say we overestimate it because of, you know, the fact that we think that we play such a vital role and we can put so much pressure on ourselves. And yet we underestimate it because we fail sometimes to step into the little things like grabbing Mm -hmm. a milkshake Mm -hmm. and sitting down and sharing our story with somebody. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we underestimate what, what impact that one little conversation is going to have. Yes. Yes. Like I would love to be able to like, the opportunities that we've had to have Aubrey come in and speak mm-hmm. at some of our events where there are over a hundred women present hearing uh, testimonies of overcoming and God's goodness. Uh, I would love to like be able to transport Lindsay yeah. to these events and say, Lindsay, it's because of you. Right. It's because of your faithfulness that day at the little church in Urbana, Illinois, mm that this is happening because of, yeah, your faithfulness in sharing your story. Wow. Wow. Hey friends, do you lead a small group in your hometown or are you a part of one? Either way, are you looking for a curriculum to help guide your group through the fall? Well, 
Now we have different pain to purpose small group package options over at nothingiswasted.com. One that is six weeks long and covers the new pain to purpose devotional and one that is 12 weeks long and covers the entire pain to purpose course. Now, if your group is ambitious, we even have a third option. It's called the 12 week plus package and it comes with the entire course and the devotional. And we're running a special right now on these packages. I'll tell you about how to get in on that special in just a moment, but first, the Pain to Purpose course is an 11-part video series that is a proven pathway to help you and your small group remove the debris of crisis in your lives, repair the broken pieces left in its wake, rebuild a solid foundation, and move forward with a renewed sense of purpose and mission as a group. Without a clearly marked path and a carefully devised plan, the valleys that we all face will only seem to grow darker, more depressing, and more difficult to navigate when left unaddressed or when we try to address them on our own, which is why we believe in doing the Pain to Purpose course in groups so that you can find a community of people who have experienced trauma and tragedy and help each other make it out on the other side of the valley together. You'll be surprised at how people that you may have known for a long time will open up about their own pain and suffering through the life-changing pain to purpose journey. Now, if you're interested in learning more about how the Pain to Purpose course or the Pain to Purpose devotional could be a great resource for your small group, head over to nothingiswasted.com slash small group. Again, that's nothingiswasted.com slash small group. Now back to our interview. You know, in, as you were telling this, your story, you you brought up something that's really important. You brought up this fear that you had. Um, you know, you were experiencing these blackouts, these traumatic, um, these, these traumatic responses, these, uh, these triggers that were happening in, in you. Uh, you know, and to your point, your body was carrying that. You were trying to kind of shove it aside and forget about it. And mm-hmm. your body was carrying that. Um, I think you, the question you had is a question that a lot of people listening to this have as well. Is this going mm-hmm. to be this way for the rest of my life. Um, whatever that traumatic, uh, stimulus was for them, you know, whatever, whatever it is that is triggering them in their life, they have that question. And, you know, I I would love for you to just kind of speak from your own experience to encourage folks, uh, who are asking that right now, you know, what, what are some of these tools that Lindsay gave you? Um, you know, obviously you talked about the scripture that, that you were armed with, can you dive into that a little, a little bit deeper and encourage us that this isn't the way that it's going to always be, or doesn't have to be the way it's always going to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, a quick visual that, uh, the Lord gave me in the last year about what it looks like when we just try to bury our trauma and go on with life. Uh, it's like a, uh, wound that we just put a bandaid over but we leave the shrapnel inside and we don't Mm. pull it out. But the effects of that not only affect that wound, it starts affecting your entire being, your entire body. And uh, when I actually looked up what it, what it means to pack a wound, it means the pulling out of that shrapnel Mm. and um, packing it so that um, it can heal from the inside out And I think so often we don't want to go back with God or we don't want to go back at all to that trauma because it's painful. Right. But 
what I've realized is that the Holy Spirit wants to invite us to go back hand in hand with Jesus to those traumatic events to show that he was there so that we can pull out that shrapnel so that we can say that's not like those names that I gave myself in that instance, the labels that I put on myself Mm. in that traumatic event, that's not who I am anymore. This is the truth of who God says I am. You know, Ephesians 2.10 says, um, for you are God's masterpiece. He created you anew in Christ Jesus to do the good things that he planned for you long ago. That's my oldest life verse too. Um, But that was what I had to tell myself. It wasn't that I was, um, yeah, worthless and disposable. Yeah. But that's what I felt like in that right. moment at right. in the heart of that trauma. Mm. But um, to go back and, and to find truth, um, I think that it's so valuable to take time to go back and for the Holy Spirit to reveal to you where the enemy first got in yeah. as well. Yeah, that's And good. for me, I realized that was even long before uh, Cancun. Mm. That was... Uh, in my childhood, mm. when um, I was exposed to probably a few movies and magazines that I should have never seen. And all of a sudden, I had this uh, idea in my head that I was only as valuable as my body and mm. that I could find worth and value if my body was made available. Mm. And... Um, as a young girl, if that sticks with you and that's like the underlying right. thoughts that you have, it right. it's going, you have to pull out those lies and you have to say like, that is not true. And yeah. I am a masterpiece. I'm beautifully and wonderfully made and fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. And uh, those things. So I think it's in addition to speaking truths and having battle verses for those specific situations, like I have the peace of God that passes all understanding right. guarding my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Right. That was one of the, when the blackouts would onset, that's one of my key confessions that I have the peace of God, which passes all understanding hmm. um, guarding my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So those there's identity verses and then there's battle verses and yeah. I needed both of them. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Those identity verses, you know, I, I, I see this happen so many times in people's stories and I know it's a, a spiritual battle, obviously. I mean, the enemy is crafty, but he's not creative, right? He, mm-hmm. he continues to play the same tricks over mm-hmm. and over and over. He runs the same playbook and it's the exact thing that you just shared that early on, he's going to get some kind of a foothold and he's going to start to creep in with some of these lies and they're going to be very subtle. So you don't, you don't catch them right away. Um, but you begin to kind of go down this pathway of believing something f- about yourself. That is not what God says that you are, or who God says that you are. And then these traumatic events, um, the enemy will, will use to try to substantiate that lie, right. Yes. To kind of put his yes. stamp of permanence on that lie and, and brand you with that, you know, and it's mm. a very scarring, very painful thing. Um, and, and, and so then, you know, now it's like, it, it feels like it's nearly impossible to untangle that and, and kind of come out of that because now the enemy's gotten a stronghold with that lie. 
And all of it has to do with identity. Yes. You know, all of it has to do with identity. I mean, think, think about the temptations of Jesus. They were, they were, they were preceded. Every one of them preceded with, if you are the son of God questioning his identity. Mm. And the only Mm -hmm. way that Jesus was able to combat that was with God's word. Yeah. He quoted scripture right back to it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, you, you said something that is so important um, that, man, I just want all of our listeners to, to really grab hold of as you were sharing the, the details of um, the incident of that night in Cancun. Um, you said, I'm going to share these details the best that I can. It was something to the effect. I'm going to share these, the details the best I can. I, I don't remember all of them. Um, and it's going to be difficult, but I'm going to, I'm going to still do it because I know it's beneficial for other people. Um, and, and, you know, I don't even know if you realize you were saying that, but, but you highlighted right there, the importance of sharing our stories and even the difficult parts of our story. Now you're working with, with women all the time to help them understand why it's important to share their story. Can you, can you help us understand what, why should, because it's so painful Mm -hmm. to step into it. When I, every time I share the story of walking into my living room, coming back from the gym and walking in to find my late wife, Amanda on the living room floor. It is so difficult for me to get those words out of my mouth and kind of talk through that because I, I, I just start flooding with that traumatic feeling again. It's not as bad as it used to be, but, but it's still, diff- it's still pain. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about it. But to your point, it's so yeah. important. Can you talk to us about why it's so important? Why are you leaning into this? And sharing your story over and over. Davey, I just want to pause to tell you, thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, your What you are doing with Nothing is Wasted, and I know that I've shared this offline too, is so uh, needed for God's kingdom. And it takes somebody going first. Hmm. Uh, and it takes somebody saying, I'm willing to. Um, just, yeah, just doing that alone has inspired hundreds of people to share their stories uh, and therefore hundreds of people to break out of quiet desperation, to break out of isolation. And, and that ultimately, Davy, is, is why I share my story, because I know that if Lindsay didn't share hers, I could still be 37 years old and living in quiet desperation. Mm. And if you don't share the, the depths of the pain that you are in, you can't show the goodness of God's redemptive powers as well. And if you just kind of glaze over those painful points, there's going to unfortunately be some people that say, you don't understand my pain. Right. Right. (sighs) And when we are vulnerable and when we let down our walls and when we invite God into give us the strength to share those pieces. I truly believe that there are people on the other end that are, are saying, I thought I was the only one. Mm. I thought I was the only one. And it's not yeah. the incident, but it's the thoughts that you were having, the identity that was stolen. It's the uh, desperation that you were in right. that people will connect with. And when they right. know the depth of your despair they and, and have seen that God has brought you out of that pit, they too can see that God will bring them yeah. out of that pit. Yeah. That's so good. Have you, have you found that the more that you share it, the easier it becomes to share? 
I will let you know, Davey, mm. uh, this is the second or third time that I've ever shared wow. um, my story recorded. Yeah. So I share it. I think it's definitely easier on a one or one on one. In person with somebody, yeah. Yeah. In person right. with somebody. Now I can do it without yeah, it, it's obviously still hard. Yeah. Uh, but that, it doesn't wreck the rest of my day. Right. Because God has truly done such a redemptive work in me that like I truly believe that I'm able to transfer hope into the person yeah. that I'm sitting across yeah. from and I leave energized versus like previously in that counseling session in those counseling sessions before God intervened yeah depleted and mm. just uh so I do believe that there is power as God restores us I think that um once you're in a place of peace and restoration there is power in being able to share your story um, and be energized from it versus depleted wow. by it. That is, that is, I mean, that's so profound what you just said. I don't even know if, if you're listening to this, if you even realize how profound this is, what Kelly just said, like the fact that, that the thing that, that sucks life out of us as we're sharing it. Right. I mean, I think of these counseling sessions and we all know what that feels like to begin to disclose for the first couple of times, what you've gone through and you're just, I mean, physiologically drained after it. One, because you're reliving the trauma. At least your, your mind is telling you that you are. Two, because, you know, it's just, I mean, it, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of emotional fortitude and strength to just get it out there. But you're saying that what once drained you and depleted you now energizes you. And the difference maker... Mm -hmm was the the rest the restorative power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I think that's so huge for me because I watch people run away over and over and over and over, run away from the difficult components of their story. And mm. you know, here you are emphasizing to us, no, if if you'll lean into this, what what frightened you, what scared you, what depleted you, what what sucked all the life out of you will will now energize you. Right. If you let the Lord, if you put it in his hands, if you let, if you lean into him, it will, it will be the thing that gives you life and purpose. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's, it's almost like once you've been redeemed and once you, you have been carried by the Lord out of the pit into a place of, of his loving embrace and, uh, realizing that that was part of your story and maybe um, God wasn't the author of it, but he's going to use it now for, for his glory. When you get to that place, you almost feel like you are a uh, on God's army. Mm -hmm. You are a part of God's army. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, and this may sound cheesy, but when the song Rescue by Lauren Daigle mm -hmm. came out, yeah. The first five, six times I heard it, it just made me weep right, right. because that is who I share my story for. Yeah. The woman that that like God is speaking to and says, I will send out my army and in the middle of the darkness, I will rescue right, you. Right. And that's what Lindsay did for me. And therefore, like I, I am energized because I know that there's somebody that's crying out in quiet desperation and uh 
the more women and, and men that we can empower together to share their stories, yeah. uh, the more we can just break through that isolation and the lies that are just weighing those individuals down. Yeah, that's so good. You know, another thing that you said about Lindsay um, that I also see in you, you know, as we're sitting here talking is that you said that even her body language seemed like it was fully restored. You know, this wasn't a woman that you were sitting across from who was, you know, um, was downcast or, you know, was forlorn about what she had gone through. Um, and she certainly wasn't like doing the Christianese faking. I'm fine. There was a, there was this glow about her, the same kind of glow that comes from you right now. Absolutely. Did, did that surprise you when you experienced that with her? Was that something that was like, wait, how is this possible after what you've experienced? At that moment, I think it was like challenging to me Mm. that she could be in such a, uh, truly like restored and joyful place. Uh, and there was just evidence in, in the way she spoke and the way she talked, but then even just seeing her relationship with her husband mm. and the love that they had for one another. And like there, yeah, there was complete restoration there. And yeah, I was so drawn to it, obviously, uh, mm. because. I just wanted to know more. Yeah. Wow. Do you, now, you know, uh, at the very beginning, after you've, after you chatted with Lindsay and, and she armed you with some tools and you began to implement these tools and you started seeing some, so you start the, the needle started moving on your healing on your restoration. Now that's been years over the last several years. Um, can you identify some key mile markers or, 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 you know, benchmarks in your journey where you would say, okay, this was a huge place where the Lord came in and did a, a, a restorative work where there was another divine appointment that, that mm-hmm. he put in my path. Yeah. There's uh, quite a few, uh, a couple that stick out is I was probably 25 years old and I was reading uh, a book by Holly Wagner. And uh, one of the chapters was called the baton exchange. Mm. And that at that moment, I realized what Lindsay did for me because the the whole chapter, she was a breast cancer survivor or is a breast cancer survivor. Mm. And she was talking about how she needs to share her story because there's somebody that is battling breast cancer right Mm. now that needs to hear her story so that they can grab the baton of hope. I actually have batons. I don't know if you can see them behind me here, but they're like the track (laughs) batons and they all have different words on it, like will to overcome and freedom and deliverance and peace and hope. Uh, Because we truly believe that that's what's happening when we share our stories. But uh, in reading that chapter, I, I, for the first time, identified what Lindsay had done for me and mm. the power of sharing our story. So in that moment, I was able to reflect. I think a lot of times when God works in our lives, we don't see the power of those divine appointments until years later yeah, uh, yeah. when the ripple effect has happened. And 
uh, probably three or four years later, my husband and I were talking and we were brainstorming business ideas with some friends of ours. Mm. And I said, at some point, I'd like to launch uh, a ministry or outreach where we give people the opportunity to share their stories. Uh, I think that the Baton Pass would be a cool name for it based on that chapter, the Baton Exchange. So we bought the URL and said, maybe 10 years from now, (laughs) we'll do something with it kind of thing. And uh, then this is where another divine connection comes in, is we had had one kiddo and we wanted to have a second and... We are the people that tell everybody right away yeah. when we're expecting, and we were just so excited, and we couldn't wait for Lexi to be a big sister, and I, 11 weeks in, had a miscarriage. Mm. And at that point, I, once again, was in this place of quiet desperation yeah. and beating myself up and my identity being rocked a little bit and just the lies pouring on me that I could have done more. Or it was my fault. Or, and by God's grace, he had a divine appointment for me. And a friend that I had been going to the gym with a couple times a week was sitting at church that Sunday. And that there happened to be an open seat next to her. I had never sat next to her before. But uh, when I sat down next to her, she asked, where were you this week? Like morning sickness? You weren't at the gym. And I looked over her at her and I said, Katie, I lost the baby. Mm. And she said, oh, Kelly, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And we had just celebrated her one-year-old's birthday. And she said, between Aiden and Wesley, I had a miscarriage too, but I never talk about it. But if God didn't put me there next to Katie, I wouldn't have had somebody right. to walk me through this right. and encourage me in that season. And at that point, we had said, Five years from now, we had like put a stake in the ground. Five years from now, we're going to launch the Baton Pass. But in that moment, realizing that not everybody has a Katie, not everybody has a Lindsay. And if you're not sitting down at churches, you're less likely Mm -hmm. to have those people too that will come alongside you so you don't have to walk alone. And I said to a really good friend of mine, actually a really good friend of Amy's too, Kristen, I said, I really feel called to launch the Baton Pass, but... It's just not the right season. I don't have, like, I don't have it in me right now to do this. And Kristen's response was, that's why you need to do that. Uh, I am an achiever. I'm a performer. And she knew that about me. And she said, if you do it now, God will rally the troops. God will bring people around you. And when lives are impacted, you won't take the glory. You'll point to him because you know you couldn't have done it on your own. Yeah. And when she said that, like when a good friend says some truth to you like that, you know that, okay, it's go time. And so uh, a few months later, we had our first event in place. And I asked Amy Silvestri, or Amy Silvester, to uh, speak at our first event. We had just gotten to know each other. And Amy was one of our speakers at our first event. And since then, we've been. Uh, hosting events all throughout the Chicagoland area where women share what they've overcome. And we have opportunity. Our heart is that the invitation and outreach brings women into the space that maybe wouldn't walk into a church. 
Uh, so it's at restaurants and cool different venues uh, that... Our last one was at a beer garden. Mm. Uh, so uh, just bringing people into a space where they can hear uh, not only what people have overcome, but who helped them overcome yeah, and who yeah. ultimately like restored them completely. Wow. And uh, so that's what we've been doing. And mm. we are excited. I am flying to Arizona in December to launch our second chapter out in Phoenix. Wow. For the time past, where they'll be hosting local events, uh, so yeah, God, God is so good. He's using uh, my favorite verse is Genesis fifty twenty that what the enemy intended for good, God has used it. Um, what the enemy intended for evil, God has used it for good. Yeah, right. And the saving of many lives. Yeah, man, you know that's what that's what this is all about, right? That that God. Not only does he not waste our pain, but when we lean into him, he's going to be faithful in healing, restoring, redeeming, and then turning that pain around into something that has a ripple effect of good for other people and for us. You know, um, yes. this is something we yes. get purpose and energy from. This is not just something yes. that we're helping other mm. people with, right? Uh, begrudgingly. This is it's something so that good. fills us up because... That's how God wired this to work when we lean into him and let him restore and redeem our stories. Um, and I just yes. love this emphasis that you guys have with, hey, someone else was a part of your story. You know, maybe multiple people. You had these little G guides that were kind of helping you along in the journey uh, and their divine appointments that God set up. And then you get to be that for somebody else. You know, scripture says, comfort others in the way you have been comforted. And um it's the, it's like this big divine pay it forward schematic that God has drawn up that we all get to be a part Absolutely. of, which is so this cool. Relay race that we're yes. running, yes. The relay race, I love that. I had no idea that that yes. was how the baton pass kind of came came about. That, that I didn't know that that's that's where you guys got the inspiration from that. But wow, what a mm -hmm. powerful, powerful visual uh, to have. What what are your um, what are your hopes and, and dreams for the Baton Pass as you guys continue to steward this and grow it as God gives the growth? What, what are you hoping to see? Um, what's the vision that, that God's really given you guys for it? Yeah, I'd love to answer that. I want to rewind one yes, second to something do. that you mentioned earlier about the work that we're doing, how God's using it. And how it's now energizing us, like what meant to yeah. steal our, our joy and completely take us down is now what energizes us the most. And I truly believe, too, in in my work with the Baton Pass, that God has healed me at a greater, like an exponential amount yeah. Yeah. and has brought me through other places of healing in my life because yes. of the Baton Pass. Right. One, uh, I've heard it said that we exist to heal and to heal, mm. like to help others heal and to heal ourselves. Wow. And with the Baton Pass, just recently, in the spring, actually, we launched a eight-week series called Deployed, and it's mm. helping people take their story and find where God met them to be able to share it in a way that gives God the glory and encourages others that they can get through whatever they're yeah. going through as well. 
And I was blessed with uh, a amazing woman that came to one of our events and said, I will do whatever you want. God, like the Holy Spirit just told me, I need to be partnered with you and help mm. you. And uh, her name is Angela. She's absolutely gifted. And this is like her sweet spot. Yeah. So she actually ran with this deployed curriculum. And because... She has been so faithful. She has studied all of your stuff, Davey. She has studied mm. uh, the Nothing is Wasted, Pain to Purpose courses. She has studied dozens upon dozens of books and sermons. Mm. She put together this beautiful eight-week course called Deployed. And I went through it mm. because I've only shared glimpses and pieces of my story up until this last spring, up until spring of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And because of the beautiful course that she walked us through, I was able to release um, unforgiveness. I was able to um, extend love to the people in my life that I needed to, to just share my story from a place of peace and love, not anger or uh, because of the course that ended up being a part of the Baton Pass, um, but ran by Angela and Uh, so I truly believe that that God's working in all of us and everything yeah. that we're doing, and that, yeah, uh, yeah. he's yeah. using, you know, all of our ministries to bring us to a, a greater place that we can be used by Him. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you were saying that, it kind of triggered something in me. The this thought where, you know, prior to whatever big T little T trauma we've experienced, whatever, whatever those incidents or that incident is that we identify as that that led to our brokenness, you know, prior to that, we are, we are a person and we kind of often think that we are a whole person and then those things happen and we're broken. And then we never quite get back to wholeness Mm. again. Right. And then there's another thought that Mm -hmm. says, well, we can get back to wholeness. Right. And, and we can get back to what Mm -hmm. we were, like before that brokenness happened. But I, I mm-hmm. happen to believe that we don't just get back to wholeness. We, we get back to a completely different version of ourselves that supersedes the place that we were before we were broken. Yeah. We're, we're a stronger, Amen. more empowered. Um, we're, we're, uh, we, we have more of the, the, the presence and the energy of the Holy spirit on us. And, and he brings us not just back to the place we're at, but continues to, um, increase the, um, you know, I, I don't know how you increase wholeness. I mean, whole is whole, but like, there's this, there's this superpower that kind of comes through us, you know, because of what the yeah. Holy spirit has done to heal us and restore us and redeem us. And, and I think that's what encourages me to hear you share mm-hmm. your story that, you know, you didn't just get back to a place of wholeness. You got back to a place where now you are, um, you're, it's exceedingly abundantly beyond what you could ask mm-hmm. or imagine as Ephesians tells us. And yes. this is the work yes. of God. This is how he works in our lives. This is how he writes redemption stories. And it can be true of all of us. Um, you yeah. know, we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to live under the, the shroud of the, or, or the, the false reality that it, this will never change. This will always be like this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Wow. I love that. I I love Ephesians 3.22, the exceedingly abundantly. 
Uh, and it's all about him working through us. That's right. Like exceedingly abundantly only happens when we're willing vessels. That's right. Uh, one of the things that I've asked God to uh, do for like friends of mine that are in the pit is I just have prayed, Lord, give them a vision for what life can look like when you bring them through that. Mm -hmm. And I've prayed that a lot. And I prayed that in my own life, even for the lockdown, mm -hmm. when we were at home and isolated and couldn't see people. And Lord, help me like see the finish line. Give me a vision for that finish line. Yeah. And uh, recently I've been praying that for a friend that lost her son. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been praying so much for her. And every time I see her or her husband, I'm just praying for them. And I've said, Lord, please give her that vision of of the future that you have for her and her family. Yeah. And he vividly spoke to me and said, I can't. Mm. I don't know if she's going to cling to me mm. and allow me to be her str be strength in her weakness, or yeah. if she's going to push me away. Because there's wow. two outcomes that can happen. That's right. That's right from this pain and you can she can continue to push me away right but if she clings to me i will i will right. redeem the story right. I, that is who i am that is my character i will bring her to a place uh, a redemptive um yeah. beautiful family and story for her and when i heard the lord say that i was like oh man like we have a choice we really yeah. truly have a choice Wow, man, Kelly, you know, there's people probably all over the country who are listening to this and, and, and there may be people who are going, I would love to get involved with the baton pass. I'd love to talk to you about starting up a chapter in my local area, because I resonate so much with what you're saying. How, how can we follow what you're doing? How can we get in touch, get more involved with the baton pass? Um, what, 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 where can we go? What can we do? I appreciate that. I am we are very excited to be launching chapters all across the U.S. in 2022. Uh, so if you have a pod of like four to five women, uh, right now the Baton Pass is for women. Uh, and we know that God has greater plans in the long run, but right now that's our focus. So if you have four to five women that are passionate about being light in your city and um, being able to be used to uh, platform God's stories of, in our lives. Uh, I would love to connect. If it's just you, feel free to reach out too. We will find a team to rally around you. Uh, you can reach out to me directly at thebatonpass at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us at The Baton Pass on Instagram. We have Facebook, the Baton Pass community, and then we have a closed women's group uh, that if you're interested, please send me a direct message and we'll uh, get chatting. We just keep that as a sacred space and a safe space. Um, so we want to make sure that we protect that group so that we can continue to shepherd the women within that group too well. So yeah. Uh, those are That's some awesome. of the opportunities. One of our other plans by 2023 is to be able to take women through this deployed course so that we have 15 to 20 stories of what God has done uh, mm. in, in loss and in shame and in trauma and in all different circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but the through line of that's just part of my story mm. 
and God's writing a greater story. So a book about our greater stories. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, if you feel compelled as well to share your story in written form, that's um, something that we'll be compiling as well. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Kelly, thanks so much for spending some time with us and sharing your story and being brave, mm -hmm. being vulnerable and, um, you know, really putting on display what the Lord has done in your life. Uh, you know, I wholeheartedly believe, you know, in scripture when he says that he, when he is lifted up, then he'll draw all people to himself. And I, I believe that he's doing that right now as, as you've, um, shared mm -hmm. your story and so, and he's continuing to do it, um, as you will continue to share mm -hmm. your story. Um, I want to encourage you keep sharing it. Uh, as God opens up these pa you, these baby. platforms that are that are more public, as difficult as it can be, keep sharing it. I want to encourage all of you guys mm -hmm. who are listening to this, share your story, get connected with Kelly. Kelly, thanks so much for, for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much, Davey, for the work that you're doing, for the work that your coaching certified guides are doing. Uh, we are so grateful to have a place um, once uh, individuals attend a Baton Pass event to point them to uh, your Nothing is Wasted community groups have been a gift to so many of Baton Pass attendees. Uh, so thank you so much for uh, saying absolutely we're here with open arms. Uh, we would love to connect with anybody that uh, needs a community to be a part of. So thank you, Davey, for what you're doing. Uh, and uh, I'm just, yeah, grateful and honored to be able to connect with you today. So thanks, Davey. Well, thank you, Kelly. The feeling is mutual and uh, look forward to partnering with you some more in the future. Well, Davey, I am so glad that you and Kelly got to sit down together, um, mostly because I love that connection, but also just for our listeners, because isn't she, I mean, I just feel like she's so anointed yes. and her heart is so yes. tender and right. in the moment, I, I appreciate she's like encouraging you. She's like thanking <laughs> God. Like she is she's very present in it. She I is. just love, I love her heart Very intentional. So much. I know. Ugh, I love it. I love it. She talks so much about this idea of sharing your story and the power yeah. of testimony. And I think, you know, a lot of, we love this topic, Aubrey, you and I do. We do. We've talked about um, this a lot. In fact, we have kind of thought of an idea that yes, eventually we might dreaming about something. We might write a course together on how to share your story. Mm -hmm. uh, not sure when that would release, but stay tuned for that. You can go mm -hmm. subscribe to our emails and we'll make sure that we update you on that. That's okay? right. But the reason we love this is because there's something so powerful about sharing your story. And I don't just mean it uh, like on a, a larger platform. I don't mean it right. necessarily from a stage or from a podcast or from right. in front of a group of people. I, I just mean in general, the, the, mm -hmm. the power of sharing your story and your testimony, it does something. It unlocks something in Absolutely. the spiritual in someone's, in yes. someone's heart. And, and it's just as powerful one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I think the things that do happen when I, well, not, I don't think I know those kinds of sharing of your testimony, sharing stories of what God has done in your life one-on-one -on -one, have eternal dividends that yeah. we just can't see, right, but right. God is at work. I, let me tell you, Dave, if you don't mind, I actually sat with Kelly at a restaurant. I mean, this is before she started Baton Pass, so this was okay. several years wow, ago. Okay. And she just wanted to get together and talk. And she actually sat down and said, do you mind if I share my story with you? 
And I said, absolutely. We were just having dessert, having coffee. And she told me everything that you all just heard, listeners, so bravely. It was very emotional. Of course, we're both sitting there crying. And I'll never forget, I felt like I saw the... the, I actually write this in my new book, Known. But I felt like I saw the name Healer, like written across her forehead. And I was like, Kelly, I have to tell you something. And she just started sobbing. And she was like, Aubrey... I have been thinking about this ministry to empower women to share their stories. I didn't think I, I, like, I wasn't sure if I should. You've just confirmed to me that the Holy Spirit is telling me to do this. And that wasn't me. That was the Holy Spirit. That was the Lord being like, and that was the power of her sharing her story. You know what I mean? Like, so interestingly in that moment, it wasn't necessarily even about her ministering to me, although it certainly did minister to me. It was honestly the Lord ministered to her in that and strengthened my faith. And so I think that's, Part of the power of sharing your testimony one-on-one is you will encourage the other person, but you have no idea how God's going to unlock something in you You'll like be you encouraged. just said, Davey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the more that you share your story, the more different components of your story might come up mm-hmm. in your own recall. And So true. You, I mean, I've had these moments, Aubrey, where I'm telling someone my story and it's like, you go, I this just occurred to me. And it's like yeah. this special redemptive healing thing mm. that God does right there where you see so this true. connection and you go... And it just overwhelms you. And you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, which is why it's so important to continue to share your story over and over to people. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to do this, right? Yes. You don't just like show, you know, you don't just like everybody you walk up on the street and say, hey, right. I'm going to tell you my story. Right. Um, you know, unless the Lord is really calling you to do that. I'm yeah. not going to discredit any of that. There's some powerful things that can happen That's in that right. way. But I think that in general, you know, there's some there's some different um tools that we can try to help equip you with when it comes to sharing your story. A lot of it is some of the same basic tools of, of personal evangelism, you know, it's building that connection with somebody first, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, asking them a lot of questions, uh, Mm -hmm. empathizing with them, learning more about them, understanding them, listening, 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 listening. Um, and, and that way you can kind of see where your story might be an integral part or a, a fit to the puzzle of their story. There you go. You know, and and I think that's what God does, where He He yeah. goes, hey, here's, there's this little piece of your story mm-hmm. that fits so well with the void they're feeling in their own story mm-hmm. that you can help to fill that, but it requires you being discerning and listening. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Taylor, our podcast producer, and I took a class in grad school at Wheaton last year where we we learned about double listening. You're listening to the person, but you're listening to the Holy Spirit at yeah. the same time. And where might the Holy Spirit be be wanting you to meet, like you just said, meet that need? I, right. I, I think of an example that comes to mind, a professor, a guest professor of ours shared a story about sitting with, a, I want to say his barber or something like yeah. that. They had enough relational rapport that the barber was opening up to him about pain that he had in his childhood. And our guest professor realized, oh, my story is pain in my childhood, but God showed up as my perfect father. Mm. And so he wasn't awkward about it. He was just like, can I share you share with you a little bit about my story? Because I totally connect with you. Wow. And just talked about his own pain, talked about God as his father. And I don't know the end result of that. Ultimately, right. that's up to the Lord. But that's a beautiful example of what you're talking about, yep. how when we share what God has done in our lives relationally with emotional intelligence. Yeah. Through listening to the Holy Spirit and those prompts, like God, you don't know what God's going right, to do. He's going right. to do some powerful things. Okay. Can I share something kind of awkward that Absolutely. In, in regards to this? Okay. Please. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was getting a deep tissue massage. 
Okay. I'm kind of jealous of that. I'm being very vulnerable right now and exposing that. Yes. About once a month or so, Chris and I both go and get massages and I like to very get jealous. Deep, deep tissue massages because I work out and my muscles get okay. really constricted and stuff. And so the guy I normally see is a power or former power lifter. So he knows Come exactly on. how, you know, with the, the stuff that I do with CrossFit and stuff yeah. that he's, well, he was out for surgery. And so I got placed with this woman. So I'm laying on this massage <laughs> bed, right? Just kind of normal, like massage. And yeah. So somehow the conversation comes up and you're always sitting there going like, I don't really want to have a conversation right, right now because I'm trying talk, to relax. I just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and Christine and I notoriously, we, we end up having conversations with our massage therapist. And so yeah. I was, I was adamant. I was like, today I'm not having a conversation. Well, then she starts to share some stuff with me and mm. eventually, eventually what she shares with me is that she has um, three brothers that one was, one's in prison, one overdosed and, mm. and died. And then mm. the other one was shot 12 times and killed. No. And so she is, you know, trying to, and I'm going, oh, Lord. Oh, Davey. Oh, Davey. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So in those moments, right, you just go, God, what do you want mm. me to do? What do, I, yeah. what do I say? And so that's one of those moments where I go, hey, can I just, can I tell you a little bit of my story? Mm. So I share my story with her. And Aubrey, <laughs> we're in this massage therapy room laying on this bed and we're both weeping <laughs> weeping and wow. it turns out that she she's like I, I how do i get over these emotions how do i like i Come i'm on. just getting so crushed by this i'm like well this is what we do as a ministry mm. she goes well i can't afford counseling and i said well we're offering the pain to purpose course at this church that i teach at why Love don't you show baby. can you can you afford 20 bucks she goes i can show, i can afford 20 bucks i'm gonna go mm. And so she's been, she started the pain to purpose course. Come on. Okay. So that, that's a crazy story, but here's the point, right? You'll never, you, you will be surprised at the yeah. moments that when you open yourself up and go, all right, I'm going to share my story, what yeah. God can do in that. Yeah. It's like, what? Mm. it's mind blowing. And that's because mm. God connects us yeah. through the divine flow of relationships. So he good. providentially puts people in our path that yeah. if our eyes are open, are walking through or have walked through the same thing that we are. Yeah, that's such a good word, Davey. And a good reminder, I think, for all of us to be praying, Lord, like bring that, bring those relationships, bring those yeah. people that you want me to share the story of what you've done in my life with and yeah. then be sensitive to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Davey, this is a hard way to transition from that, but I, I know one of the things we're passionate about here mm -hmm. and nothing is wasted is just what you've been talking about, like right. partnering with God to take back your story so that you can minister to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, if you go to nothingiswasted.com, you'll find our resources that we have for you. Like Davey just talked about the Pain to Purpose course, which is available for churches and individuals. You can hire a certified guide who's someone who will walk you through your story. Right. I mean, this is all like redeeming our stories. You can also join a community group. Again, this is all at nothingiswasted.com. Yeah. And uh, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to our email list? We'll keep you up to speed on any updates that are going on or blog posts that release or podcast episodes that mm -hmm. release also giveaways. Um, and we'd just love to interact with you. We'd love to interact with you on Instagram. You can follow us at nothing is wasted ministries. You can follow me at Davy Blackburn. You can follow Aubrey at Obsamp. And we'd love to thank Sleeping at Last. Uh, another Chicago native. That's right. We'd He's love a to Chicago guy. We'd love to thank Sleep. Another reason why maybe I should move to Chicago. I'm telling you, the Lord's <laughs> telling you to move this way. Thank you, Sleeping at Last, for providing all the music for the Nothing Is Wasted podcast. Um, and next week we have a conversation that's going to be a gr fun and great, and also you never know what's going to happen in these kinds of conversations when you interview a guy like Michael Jr. Michael Jr. That's going to be fun. Is 
typically going to be someone who is going to, you know, crack jokes, make us feel lighthearted, mm-hmm. all that sort of, sort of deal. We have a, a, a really rich conversation with him. So you're going to want to tune into that next week. Let's go ahead and take a listen to part of Davey's conversation with Michael Jr. I take this concept and this, this police organization called me and I said, hey, I'm talking to some cadets and some veterans and some chiefs and it's a bunch of different police departments. And I said, everyone has a question that they ask. And most people don't even know they're asking this question. For example, you guys, when you go to work, what, what's a question you think you may be asking? And one of the guys raised his hand and he was honest. He said, I'm, my question I'm asking as an officer when I'm driving in the car is, how could I find the bad guys? Here's the problem with that question. Your brain is going to answer, your brain can't not answer a question. So the answer can't necessarily, but the brain does not want to not answer the question. So if you're at, so this guy says he's asking the question, how can I find a bad guy? Well, what happens if there's not a bad guy around? 